So Dee Bowden, author of Collect the Cash, loved, loved Dee's attitude, loved um, how Dee was approaching, you know, not just the mindset, but like, you know, I'm going to write this book. And at first I wasn't sure. It was awesome. Um, and uh, collecting cash, you know, as a business owner, I had never thought about that. So I'm excited for you to dive into this episode. It's going to be really awesome and also really inspiring. Welcome to the How to Write a Book podcast, the show that helps you plan, write, and publish your book, even if you're a beginner or just feel like one. Now, for your host, she's written over a dozen books and helps others bring their books to life. Here she is, Maciel. Hey there, writers. Let's take a beat to talk about a special announcement. So November is your month of transformation. Get a one hour coaching session with me by choosing one of these three options or all three. Option one, join our Patreon for $1, which will support the show. Option two, book a $1 coaching session on coach.me. Option three, leave an Apple podcast review. Send a screenshot to my email and get a coaching spot. You can do all three and get three hours of coaching with me. Find all the links in the show notes. Act fast. This offer is only valid for November to celebrate National Novel Writing Month. Thanks. All right. And welcome back to the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you so much, Dee Bowden, for joining us today. How are you doing? Maciel, I am fantastic. It is an honor to be here. I have we have been chatting before we went before we went live, and it's been like this like instant like connection, you know, just great energy, and excited excited to talk about you know writing a book, the journey, and also you know sharing sharing you know hopefully hopefully sharing some great motivation and inspiration to to your audience who's going to listen to this and go, oh, I never thought about that, or oh my gosh, I learned something cool, or all of the above. So we're about to we're about to have a great conversation. So let's go. I know. I'm excited, too. I'm super excited. Actually, I think you are um, the first business book person on the show, actually. Nice. Yes. Yes. So I'm excited. That's going to be awesome. So um, I'll say a little bit about you. Uh, Dee Bowden, you are an author and revenue recovery consultant, and you are the author of Collect the Cash. The sale is not complete until the money is in the bank, which is. Yes. 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 Tell us. Tell us about yourself. Dee, tell us about your book. Sure thing. So, okay. So the story goes like this. So let me, let me do, let me do the fun facts. So I'm Dee Bowden. I'm originally from Boston. I live in the great state of Maryland. My fun facts are that I love smooth jazz, great wines, both, both red and white. And I love Ferris wheels. Love Ferris wheels. That's like my favorite, one of my favorite things. So the story is like this. Like most people ask me like, why, why, first of all, how did you get into revenue recovery? And then why did you write a book? So. I like to say this. So what had happened was about about 18 years ago, I used to work for a small IT company outside of Boston, where I'm from. If you've ever worked in corporate or had a had a had a corporate job or or a professional job, you know how it is. Welcome aboard. Here's your cubicle or your office. Here's your box and here's your plant. Well, in my case, it was welcome aboard. Um, you're going to be part of a collections team, and we've got eight million dollars in outstanding invoices that need to be collected. I'm like, y'all have how much? They're like, yeah, we get eight million dollars in outstanding invoices that need to be collected. And we have a team, and this team has not been able to figure this out. It says here by your resume, you have an ex- you're an expert in this, so we need you to come help us. So basically, I come on board, and I look at the the systems and the issues, and I'm like, okay, 
let me get to work. So um, I got quiet and I figured out that collecting, uh, collecting unpaid invoices in the business of business or business of government space is four things. It's problem solving. It's answering the question of what had happened was, because basically whenever people don't pay you, you got to find out why. So in my, my jokingly, my funny part is like, so what had happened was, because there's always a story. There's always something that didn't, didn't go right. So the what had happened was, then it's customer service. All of us live in a, a live, we live in this world today where customer service matters, even when you're doing, um, Product, product-based business or service-based business, customer service is everything. We all know if you get a bad review or a good review, it can make or break your business. And then I have this thing called gratitude. It's kind of one of those those softer skills, but I believe in expressing gratitude. Gratitude is basically thank you for the person who takes your phone call, who helps you figure out the issue with why you haven't gotten paid, and then makes you make sure your check gets cut, that part. And then the last thing is what you and I are doing today is building relationships. I think you have to build relationships with the people that you do business with, because here's the thing, as you read at the beginning of the, the, the conversation, we said collect the cash. The sale is not complete until the money is in the bank, but you must collect it first. But is the other thing, you've got to build a relationship to get the sale, deliver the service, invoice them, and get paid. And if you don't do those four things, you might not be getting, making any money. So back to the story. I collect $6 million in 60 days, and then the unthinkable happens. The CEO of the company says, listen, let's have a chat. I'm, we're coming downstairs. If you've ever worked in corporate sales, you know, if you know, if you know sales, sales usually gets commissions. You know how like when they use, you buy, when they sell you a car, they get a commission for selling the car. Well, in our case, I think, okay, we're going to get the salespeople are going to get commissions. My team, we're going to get a bonus. Nope. Come downstairs and they says, listen, thank you so very much for everything you've done across all the departments. We've made an executive decision and we're closing the company today and we're laying off one hundred people two months before the holiday season. So after I recovered from that, I thought about what happens to small business owners who have sales on the books, who sell products, who sell services, who unfortunately um, may struggle with getting paid. And so Collected Cash was born out of what happened to me because this was a small company with less than 100 people and our whole lives got turned upside down. And so this, the thought to write the book didn't come immediately because this has been some years between when that happened to me and then writing the book. But what really kind of kicked it off was two things. Um, I have a book coach, had a book coach and she was doing a webinar and she kept saying, you know, you can write a book in 90 days or less. And I was like, yeah, right. She was like, no, I'm serious. You can write a book in 90 days or less. And I thought she was kidding, but what she really was saying, trying to say was that basically you can have the, the beginning framework for a book in 90 days or less. And so she kept saying this and I went to her webinar and I was like, so I could really do this. And she was like, yeah. And so what happened was I, the story I just shared with the audience is what I told her. And she goes, Dean, you have a system. You can teach small business owners how to win. And so if you ever played double dutch, you know, jumping rope, we played double dutch. She, we, we kept, I was like, I don't want to do this. And she was like, no, you need to do this. She's like, come on. I'm like, no. So she won, which is why Collective Cash exists today. Because I promise you, I didn't have any, I had no desire to write a book because here's the thing I'm a I'm a practitioner I collect money I do all the things but I never would have thought that my story of resilience and and bounce back and perseverance and and taking a, a, a horrible situation and turning it into a business and lessons and teaching and podcast interviews and all the things is what I've done since I wrote the book but it would have never started if I had never told my story and the thing was she happened to be the blessing or the vehicle to help me take the story from something that really happened that was bad. And, and she was like, D, you have great lessons. You've got resilience. You've got perseverance. You've got, you know, how do you, 
get on the other side of something that bad, 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 when bad things happen to us, because bad things happen to all of us, but it's what happens after you get, after you get on the other side of the bad thing. Do you stay stuck? Are you depressed? Or do you take that and use it as fuel or as energy to go, okay, I'm going to create something different and better out of my life. And so that's how Collect the Cash came to be. Oh, that's amazing. And, you know, we chatted about this before. You said that it wasn't on your vision board. That you had Absolutely to- not. So like, it was not. I promise you, it was not on my vision board at all. At what point were you like, I'm saying, I'm going to say yes. I'm saying yes all the way. You know, it's on the vision board. But let's do this. Was it like a specific moment, or was it was it your book coach? My book coach is the reason. Like I said, literally, because I went to I went to her webinar, and when she heard me tell the story about how much money I collected, she was able to connect the dots, and she goes, "D, there are small business owners that don't have a system to how to collect the cash." And she goes, you've collected millions of dollars. You can teach us how to win. You can teach us what to say when we have a client who doesn't, who doesn't pay us our invoice. What do we do? She can teach us how to, how to collect the cash. You can teach us how to have a tracking system on how to track all of our customers and what to do with that. And she's like, you have the story of resilience. She's like, this was a horrible thing that happened, not just to you, but to a hundred people two months before Christmas. And she's like, you have, you've, you have, you've bounced back. You've got a, you know, now you've got a career, you've got a business, you've got all these things and you've got lessons that you can teach us. And she was like, I really want you to do this. And so, like I said, we played double Dutch and she won because I promise you, I was not going to do this, but, but because she, because she could see something in me that I didn't see, I had to submit to the process of trusting her and trusting the process and believing that if I did the work, I could, I could be blessed and I could, I could, you know, have more things like being on your podcast and doing all the other things I've done, but it would have never happened. Number one, if I had never told my story, because everything that all the things that you get, all the things that we, I've, we've been celebrating and, and seeing is because I told, I've only told one story. This is the only story I talk about is what happened to me, the lessons I learned. And then my goal is that when I tell the story, Hopefully what you get from me is that you get, you know, you'll get the energy, of course, that, that I'm on the other side of it for sure. But secondly, that you'll understand that it took, you know, resilience. Yes. Did I, did I break down and cry? Absolutely. Was I upset? Heck yeah. I had collected $6 million and I was like, I thought we was getting a bonus. I'm like, it's two months before Christmas. I'm like, listen, I had already planned on a bonus. I had my Christmas list. I was about to go shopping and I'm like, I got to go find a job. What? <laughs> so I had to get, you know, get through all the emotions. But then I realized, as the kids would say, life, life be life. And so life was definitely lifing during that moment. But what life taught me was that, you know, when you get knocked down, you've got to get back up again. And, and you've got to be able to find your bounce back in whatever, in whatever happens to you. You've got to be able to find it. Yes, you have your emotions. You cry. You get all the things out. But then you have to take that, take whatever happened to you. I think it's called when, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. Well, in my case, I made a book. Yeah, yeah, that's, I love that. Instead of lemonade, you made the book. <laughs> so, um, you touched on this just a little bit ago, and you said like, now, now you get to be on a podcast, you get to talk, talk about your story, you get to help other people. What else has come up from just saying yes to this process and and saying I'm going to publish this book? What other things have come your way that you didn't anticipate? Oh well, number one, I never anticipated that my book would be launched in Times Square on a billboard. Let's start there. Like, yes, I saw that. Yeah, I, that's, that was like a huge thing. Um, it was a wonderful blessing and I was like, wow. So that's one. What else has come up? Um, being on, being on podcasts, um, being featured in Forbes magazine, Yahoo, Yahoo Finance, um, Black Enterprise, um, create, you know, being, uh, teaching, teaching, uh, the professional photographers of America, um, doing, doing a live with them and teaching over 120,000 of them my system 
by because of collected cash um, being featured in their magazine. Um, working with the small business development centers and teaching three of their three of their cohorts, you know, how how to collect the cash. Um, I never thought that I would be be considered like this expert for a practical thing that I've done in my career that has now you know catapulted me in places and spaces I never thought I'd be in. Um, I think what's also, you know, I think what's also the most important part is that it's, it's, it's being able to tell the story, but it's also being able to inspire others. And I think, you know, I'll, I'll speak to your audience for a minute. Here's the thing. If you are thinking about writing a book, I think, you know, number one, it's a great experience. And I'll tell you why. One, you get to learn more about yourself. You, you, you'll discover things about you that you didn't know. Like I didn't know, for example, I didn't know that I could speak. Because you know, I never thought I never didn't see myself as a speaker. So, but writing a book allows you to learn things about yourself. So you learn one, you learn res- resilience. Two, you learn how to tell your story. Three, you learn that your book is not just for you; it's for the people that you choose to serve. I chose to write my book so I can leave a legacy for small business owners. So in the future, when I'm no longer here, they can look up my name and say, "Oh yeah, she was that lady that talked about." Collecting payment. Oh yeah, collect the cash. So my prayer, my prayer, and my hope is that from writing this book, that you know, I, I leave you know, leave legacy. I give you t- t- uh, tips, tools, and strategies on how to, how to collect your cash. When you write your book, what you do is you tell your story, and you leave something that's always going to be here. If you think about it, books are the one thing people don't throw away. Mm-hmm. Right. People don't throw away books. We got books. The people got books for hundreds of years, thousands of years. Why? Because there are there are jewels, there are gems, there's information, there's there's teachings, there's all kinds of things. And the thing is, if you if you if you do a, write a good book, you can make a difference. And obviously, yes, it make make some money along the way too. But the focus needs to be not so much about making the money first. It's more about making the difference. And who can you write the book for that can learn from your experience? Because all of us have experiences, good and bad, that you can teach others. It's all in how you reframe it and then share it so that you're like, okay. Oh, I can teach this. Oh, okay, go. I'm, 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 I'm gonna go do that. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Oh man, that's such a good point. That you know, we don't throw away books. I mean, I, and and me, I'll, I'll keep books even though like, I'm like, I'm not even. It's not it's way past children's books from like my when I was a little kid. I'll still keep them. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna put them on my shelf. They're gonna look good. I pass them on to to my kids. Things like that. You know, the only time mm-hmm. I throw away a book is like this one time when the the rain. Um, the, the storm drain like burst and it went into the room and it ruined all these books and I, and I yeah. almost cried I was like oh, yeah. All these books. <laughs> yeah. yeah because and I'm and I'm so glad you said that because that's that's the connect that's the emotional connection you have with the book like even even seeing because you think about it, you know when you saw the book that got ruined by the by the by the flood the thing I think the thought might have been man you know the person who wrote that book like the the energy they took the right thing you're like man now this like this is you know it's unfortunately you know it gets ruined but here's the thing but most of us who have we most of us have have our favorite you know books and we have this emotional connection either to the author or to the character so for example like one of my absolute favorite authors his name was E Lynn Harris he's no longer here but he wrote this beautiful body of work that I actually have on my bookshelf. I actually have a whole shelf dedicated to him because he was just that kind of author. Like I loved his one. He was a phenomenal human being, but he was also a great storyteller. So when I used to get his books, I had to remember like not to read the whole book in one day because he would not have another book for another year. 
<laughs> we got to slow down. Slow down. Slow down, for sure, for sure. Because I would go home, get my snacks, and I'd be like, locked in, let's go. But then I was like, oh, man, you read this whole book in the night. You, you're you not going to get another one for a year. So, But the point is, is that he, unbeknownst to me, it's so funny, I didn't even realize that he had inspired me. Because I read, all, you know, I read all his books, but then I learned like his, his art, the art of storytelling. And so for your authors, for your authors or potential authors, here's the thing. You need to be, you want, you have to be wanting, you have to be willing to share your story. And your story could be fiction. You know, you could write about, you know, something that happened to you that you've like, you've learned some lessons when I said, or nonfiction. You let's say, you know, like in my case, I'm a business, I wrote a business book because I want to serve business owners, but whatever your, your story is, you want to be able to make a difference. You know, share your lessons, and then you got you got to you got to. We talked earlier about vision boards. You got to visualize your book. You got to see your book like in Barnes and Nobles. You got to see it on Amazon as a as a bestseller. You got to create the you got to create the vision, and then you're working toward that. Now, as I was telling I was telling in the beginning, I didn't have a vision board for the book. I mean, I have a vision board for other stuff, but books weren't weren't a part of it. But it was it was being open to something new that stretched me. Mm-hmm. It stretched me to tell my story. It stretched me to submit to a to a 90 day program and uh, do my write write my write out my chapter every saturday submit it in for feedback get the corrections go back and you know do the rewrites and, and keep going and then to believe that this 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 body of work could become something you know and getting an editor and then finding a publisher and then you know all the things and then you know going through rewrites and going through corrections and and, and you know and then you know feeling like do okay is this is this story going to be enough? Because I think sometimes when you tell your story, you don't know if it's enough. Like, for example, like I said, I'm a practitioner. I collect money for a living. So I'm thinking, who's going to want to learn this story? But it was because of my book coach who said, D, it's not that you just collect money. You have a system that you can teach business owners. She pulled out something for me that I would have never seen because I would have never thought that I could teach this or do this. But she was like, nah, you've got something. And I, I, I want you to work with me and we're going to, together, we're going to create this, this, this product. And so, yeah, so that's, that's what has to happen. That's awesome. I, lo- I love everything that you've, you know, not just, not just like accomplished, but the message that you achieved. Um, and so going back to like your book coach, um, it sounds like you hit like, you know, a couple of moments of self doubt. So your book coach is a support system. Was there anything else that kind of popped up that supported you or that inspired you? You know, that you're like, Oh yes, I, you know, um, God is telling me I'm going to write this book, you know, more of like of those kinds of mountains that you're climbing. Well, here's the thing. Um, I've, I've done, I've gone to graduate school, so I have a master's degree. And so, um, when you're in graduate school or any kind of school, if you, if I'll say, I'll say it this way, if you've, if you've gone to school, you've got a bachelor's degree or a master's degree. Most of us who, who have degrees, we know that there, there's always been a class or more that's been like extremely challenging. <laughs> and you had to decide to still get up and go to class because your goal was to get to be able to put your, put your cap and gown on, walk across the stage, get your name called, receive your degree. And I love this that part, move your tassel from the left to the right. So I had to pull on my, on my past experiences. Like I had to pull on. You know, you know, being, being, you know, being in graduate school and, and writing my thesis and writing out, you know, writing out my, on my independent learning project, but writing out that and then going through the writing of, of putting that, putting that project together and being told, now this is not acceptable. And then I had to dig deep and figure out, okay, how am I going to, what he said, my professor was like, I get the idea, but no, nah, this ain't quite it. Like what? And then, you know, take, take, take that rejection of, of my idea go get the help and then, you know, get it reframed and then, you know, go back in and, you know, submit it again and again until he finally says, okay, now 
this is something we can accept and we can, you know, you can continue on in your program. But yeah, to, to, I mean, here's the thing. You have to be able to, to get on the other side of whatever it is. So that's why I say if you, if you've gone to school, this is perfect because most of us have either gone to school or better yet, if you, if you play sports, if you, if you've been on a team, um, Whatever position you played on your on your sporting on your sports team, you've had to learn learn the position. You had to learn the drills, whatever it was. Um, music. If you play an instrument, I promise you, the first time you learn how to play the clarinet or the flute or the piano, it, whatever, however you sound today, that's not how you sounded in the beginning. You had to learn the notes. You had to learn the scales. You had to practice. You had to take your lessons. You had to get 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 correction from the teacher. No, you you're, you're not quite getting the rhythm. You have to learn how to read the read the sheet music. On and on and on. The point is, is that none of us gets to be great, you know, overnight. It's a it's a it's a long process. You have to get up, get knocked down, get get correction, get rejected, figure out how to how to learn the lesson, go back in, and you have to be determined that you're not going to let this one setback or setbacks stop you from accomplishing your goal so whether you like i said so whether you have a degree whether you played sports whether you played an instrument whatever if you've been if you've accomplished anything in life you already have you already have it within you you just got to believe that you can take those same that same skill and transfer it to writing your book and believe that your book will be good yeah no and that's so that's yeah that's exactly what i think can make the process so much easier you know, for people, because then, then uh, exactly like you said, like they start to kind of pick it apart, overwhelm, I have to do this, I have to do that, I have to do that, and then it becomes this huge, huge mountain. And you're right, you know, it's like if you've handled a complex project, been on a team, um, you know, had to do like your graduate work, then you can handle writing a book because it's just managing a smaller, smaller projects until you can get it all together, all cohesive. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that's I think that's something that's not talked about because as we joke on the social media streets, everybody's you know, everybody's talking about, you know, you know, become an Amazon, you know, bestseller. There's nothing wrong with that, just just for the record. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, or or if you wanna you know, if you wanna do traditional publishing, all the things. The point is that if you look if you just look at the social media, you know, landscape, it looks like becoming an author is almost like this I dream of genie thing. You just snap your fingers and it's done. But a re- a really good book means that you have to go through the process of, you know, writing and editing and then rewriting. And then, you know, if you're doing fiction, you have to develop your story and, and the characters and what's the point of this. You're doing nonfiction, okay, you just have to develop your story and your characters and what's the information you're trying to convey. And then you have to be willing to go through the process of, of course correcting if if the first way you're if the first draft isn't 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 hitting and you you know if you have a if you have a good book coach, he or she will tell you, okay, I see what you're trying to do, but I think if we change it and go in this direction, this will flow better. And then if you know, if you're, if you're open to being corrected, then you have to trust that if, because if they're, if they're an established author, they're going to be able to tell you things that you don't know. Cause here's the thing. I didn't, you know, I was green when I did this part. I mean, I've done a lot of things, but you know, my, my book coach is a Simon and Simon used to publish author and one of the top five publishing you know, houses, like her books have been published by them. So I, it, would, it, would have, it would not have been smart for me not to listen to her considering that she has that level of credentials. Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, and so speaking of, you know, publishers and, and the top five, that's awesome. Um, what was your publishing process like? 
Well, I so I took a, so when I every all oh, this entire book process, I took classes. So I took a class to learn how to, to craft the book. I took a class to work on 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 le- to learn editing, and then I you know I found my I happened to have worked with my publisher, and I took one of her classes, and so we talked about. Um, how you have to, you know, see, see the book as a business. So she taught us how, you know, how to work with Ingram Sparks and how to, you know, establish that and how to, you know, create, you know, see your book as a business, like see yourself, you know, as a speaker, as an author, as a teacher, as a trainer. Um, we, you know, she had, I had to work with her editors and, and submit the book and we, a couple of, you know, at, at least three, I probably had three to five revisions because I thought I had it right. And then, <laughs> The editor came back and she was like, I don't understand what you're trying to say here or you're you're talking in too much corporate speak. I need you to break it down to the small business owner. So I had to, you know, take the correction and go back and, and, and do it. And then we and then finally, you know, she said, OK, after the after the after the editor said for the last time, yes, this we can publish this because from the from from the table of contents to the last chapter, last page this is a, a cohesive body of work that we can publish. And so when she said, yes, it was, it was a relief. I mean, but it was, it was hard. I mean, we had some hard conversations because of course, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking I know what I'm doing, but again, to be a really good um, author, you have to be willing to be teachable and be coachable. And I think that's a, that's a, that's a nugget for your, for your audience is that you have to be willing to be, to be teachable and to be coachable because even though you're an expert in what you're writing about or what you're doing, I wasn't an expert. In, in, in being an author, I wasn't an expert in being an editor. I definitely wasn't an expert in being a publisher. I had to learn to submit to the people who were experts in their in their their realm of genius and decide that I want to work with them because I I want them to to you know endorse my books to you know so, um yeah endorse the book uh, publish the book and all that and I had to you know and I, yeah was it easy no in the beginning it was it was it was definitely challenging but. I made a decision that I wanted I wanted to be able to see this book all the way through and that meant that I had to um be open open to open to be teachable, open to be coached, open to um the suggestions that they said and then make the corrections and then send it back. And when they finally said yes, that's when it finally got published. Awesome. Awesome, that's amazing. Thank um, you. Definitely. I mean that sounds uh I mean, like a lot of amazingly hard work. You know what I mean? Like the kind of work that you you pour into it when you come out, you feel like you've exercised. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And it's, it's, it is a lot of hard work. And, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I'd be remiss if I made it sat here and said, oh, you know, there are days that I just could, I struggled. I absolutely struggled. I mean, I, you know, cause you know, of course I, but that's why I talked about school because yes, I have a graduate degree and all the things, but that graduate degree didn't come on day one. It took me two years to get that degree. I had to take all my classes and, all the things, and I, your authors need to understand that you know this this journey is is twofold. Yes, you know, yes, it's, it, there's nothing like you know finally writing your book and finally seeing it published and you get to hold it and smell it and oh my gosh, you know, it's almost like your, your baby. You're like, yes, this is mine. I, I did that. But there's also like the the personal development that comes along if if you if you are open to it. Because here's the thing, a lot of people are not open to it because they're like, well, I just thought I could just write this book. I mean, I, you know, I could just go. You know, just she had to jot this down and we're done. Like, no, because if the thing is, if you if you see the book as a as a journey, you you will you will develop as a person and then you'll find out things about yourself you didn't know. And then you'll if you're open to it, you will be able to eventually be on podcasts like this and share your story and, and make a difference. And then, you know, you have to tr- the, the biggest lesson I would tell you, trust the process. 
please get a book coach. Please get an editor. Please get a book coach. Please get an editor. Please be open to to the feedback that they give you. Make the course corrections as you need to, and then trust the process. Is it is it an easy process? No, it's not. Is it worth it? Absolutely. 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 Yeah, and for everyone out there, yeah, get a book coach. I'm here for you. <laughs> yes, please. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I would love to just touch a little bit on the content of your book. What can readers expect? What kind of nuggets um, are they looking forward to when they pop up in those pages? Well, one of the things they're going to learn, I have something called the collections zone. That is like the, 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 my favorite part of the entire book. And so we were talking, I was talking earlier about sports. So what I did in one of the, one of the top, one of the chapters in the book is called the collection zone. And, and the reason I did it was like this. When people think about collections in business to business or even consumer, most people cringe when they think, Oh my gosh, a collector's going to call me about my money. So in order to help business owners feel better about it, I took the analogy of the sports zone, for example. So you know your favorite, whoever your favorite player is in, in whatever team, usually he or she gets gets their mindset ready to get into the zone. They usually come off the bus, they got their headsets on, and they're listening to music, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then they're they're visualizing themselves on the field or whatever they get ready to do. And there's there's they're doing they're kind of doing the pregame things, game day. And post game. So in the same vein, in the collection zone, I talk and teach about how to get yourself. If you have, if you have clients that you have to collect money from, how do you do pregame? Pregame is your mindset. How do you see yourself? How do you, do you see yourself, you know, uncomfortable with making those phone calls, but do you see yourself? Oh no, I'm, I'm confident. I can, I can get on the call and have this conversation. This will be good. So I have a whole, a whole, a whole, um, section around pregame work, which is your mindset. You know, what do you, affirmations? What do you say to yourself? How do you visualize yourself? collecting this money. Then there's game day. Then you have your list of accounts. You've got to get on the phone or get on Zoom or get on Google Meets and have the call and have the conversation. You have to be ready, be ready to engage with collecting your money. And then post game is celebrating. I believe that when you collect your cash, you need to celebrate, whether it's a dollar, thousands of dollars, a million dollars. You need to celebrate, you know, clappers, whatever you need to do. But I believe you need to celebrate that because what that does is that builds up your momentum the same way you did in sports, the same way you did in school. When you got an A, on your paper, you're like, yes, because you realize, okay, I got this on lock. I can do this. Well, the same way, I believe you've got to do pre-game, game day, and post-game to celebrate the fact that you collect the cash. You can mark that off your list, you know, rinse and repeat and build momentum. And I believe that in pe- because because this is money is such a, a sensitive topic, I needed to find a way to make it fun, but also teach you a business a business principle, which is you still have to collect the cash, but you have to get your mindset ready. You got to be ready to engage, and then you got to be ready to celebrate. Oh yeah, I love that. I love because you're right. Once you're in the zone, you're in the zone. You know, whether that's writing, whether that's an exercise in sports, it's amazing. I love that. So, where can uh, people find you, D, and your book? Sure thing. So first of all, thank you again so much, Masiel, for being here. So my book is available on Amazon, but also I like to do, I like people to buy it personally for me. So please visit www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. That's www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. When you get it from me personally, I actually sign it and I actually mail it to you. And I like to write a personal note to you because I, we were talking earlier at the beginning of the conversation how people don't throw away books. Most people don't throw away books that are that are signed by the author because it's like it's it's a it's a personal treasure. And I want you to treasure the book, and I also want you to. To, to you know, I want you to take a picture. I want you to you know post it on on social media, tag me on IG, which is at D Collects, and so I can shout you out and say thank you for getting the book. So again, www.collectthecash.biz forward slash book. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I definitely when there's a signature on there, I'm like, oh, this is it's mine forever. This is it. 
Yeah. Thank you so much, D. Bowden, author of Collected Cash. Um, this has been amazing. We're looking forward to hearing more from you and also for diving into your book. And thank you again for not just spreading your motivation and inspiration, but also your expertise, um, both in the collections area, but also in the book publishing process. So thank you from the How to Write a Book podcast. Thank you. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the How to Write a Book podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. If you want to keep up with me and my work, check out the website, blackheartedstudios.com. That's www.blackheartedstudios.com. And follow me on Instagram, at MastielWrites. That's at M-A-S-S-I-E-L Writes. As a book coach and publisher, I'm passionate about helping aspiring authors bring their stories to life. So if you've been dreaming of writing a book and don't know where to start, head to my website and let's chat. You get a free 30 minutes on me. Thanks again for listening and don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. I'll see you in the next episode. Thanks.